0: Professor Eddie Gross is here to help you with your bets. Who you play, where you play them, at what point during the season you played them. Being able to put all of that in context is really important. Let's be sharper about this on BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM.
1: Oh yeah, class is in session. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, Joe Ostrowski. Professor Ed Egrass and I'm Aaron Hawksworth with you and it is time for Ed to school us a bit. You know, we got to get our notebooks out, take notes and go to school on NFL formations and how this can help us be sharper, Ed.
0: By the way, I'm giving my final next week. That's how late in the year we are right now. Mm-mm. Finals are upon us. Winter is coming. How frightening Jordan is that? So
2: nobody takes notes. Does anybody have a notebook anymore?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, because okay. I'm teaching statistics, like, you know, in terms of, like, doing the math and, you know, the uh, four and all of that stuff. Yes, I have notebooks, but, I mean, unless it's something quantitative, no, there, there are no more notebooks.
2: My, uh, yeah. What I about was... the
1: textbook? I, <laughs>
2: people Less open those. <laughs> What's that? Uh, yeah. Right. I was, Even when I was in college didn't use textbook. Yeah. I could tell my son was rushing through his math yesterday. And I'm like, I'm checking your work because I know he's rushing because his friend was waiting in the other room. They were going to play video games or whatever. I'm like, I'm going to check it. I'm going to check it. And I go through it. I'm like, oh, my God, we've reached this point. We are almost at the point where I'm not going to be able to figure out his math. And, you know, he's at a pretty high level. I'm like, oh. we are already almost there i'm like uh,
0: well what? they're well, also teaching well. stuff
2: they're also teaching stuff that i don't know i'm like how did you get this i know how i would do it but i i'm still very confused how they do everything
1: mm,
0: am i gonna tough. get some text messages soon uh asking for some help here is this gonna happen no uh,
2: in the coming <laughs> no because he's he's good he's good i i don't okay I, okay I, I, yeah yeah he's uh very well I'm very proud (laughs) anyways okay nobody cares okay all
0: right I'm I'm sure he's bright he's gonna nail it no no doubt in my mind he will okay let's be sharper about offenses right perhaps the biggest goal of a sophisticated offense pre-snap is to have one look and then do something completely different right no tells no giveaways nothing to let the defense know what is about to happen simplistically the best offense is the NFL know how to have that element of disguise where it's close to his 50-50 a proposition to where a formation can mean just about anything. The formation tells you absolutely nothing about what they're going to do. So let's get a little bit more specific. When you think of, say, a condensed formation, when all 11 guys are relatively close to each other, you might think it's it's a little easier to employ, say, smash-mouth football, that they're going to call a run play because so many blockers are available. But vertical threats, rub routes, drags, crossers, they are also easier using that same look of a condensed formation. So the teams that pass the most out of condensed formations per next-gen stats are the 49ers at 48%. Then you have a massive drop-off after that the Rams at 39%, the Texans, the Dolphins, and then the Lions at 31%. So the 49ers have been fantastic as far as having an effective pass game, but they're doing it out of condensed formations a good bit. And you can imagine why they're so successful, right? Condensed, you'd think, okay, Christian McCaffrey, fantastic running back, maybe the best in football. Uh-uh. They do have a lot of great weapons on the outside, They can pass out of those formations and be really effective doing so. So those are the top five in terms of pass rate out of condensed formations. Now let's look at spread formations where you've got three to five wide receivers on the line, but you're going outside the numbers. You're spreading it out. What's important here is you might go, okay, clearly a passing attack that they're going to employ, but you can run out of these spread formations. So the teams that are doing that at the highest rate, you start with the Eagles at 37 percent, the Ravens, 35 percent, then a massive drop off to the Browns, the Buccaneers and the Seahawks. Eagles, even last year, were running a lot out of spread formations and it was largely working. Certainly the backfield help, but having a mobile quarterback in Jalen Hurts, that makes Philadelphia successful. Now, you might be looking at these lists and going, well, these are already great offenses. Like, so what? Mm -hmm. Well, here's the important betting angle to keep in mind. This season, the team that passed at the highest rate out of a condensed formation in a game happened in Week 12. The 49ers did it against the Seahawks on 69% of such pre-snap looks. Guess what? They meet again this weekend. And while the 49ers are massive favorites, the Seahawks' defense – could not stop them at all so there is reason to believe even with a massive number that the 49ers can do almost exactly what they did in the last meeting and have no problem doing so now as for rushing out of spread formations the seventh highest rate this season happened in week seven when the Buccaneers did it at close to a 48 percent clip against the Falcons guess what they meet again this weekend. And yes, the Bucks only scored 13 points and lost, but in another division contest, the Buccaneers can make necessary adjustments. They can also keep that offense relatively unpredictable to where Atlanta doesn't exactly know what to expect, and that can give Tampa Bay the edge. And so, that argument exists. Given how the last meeting unfolded, that Tampa Bay can win this game outright despite being a slight dog. And both of those games, those are my recommendations in terms of looking at unpredictable offenses. One look pre-snap and then doing something completely different once the ball is snapped.
2: The best run games in the NFL. What a coincidence, right? I mean, mm-hmm. certainly with the, uh, ru- the high run rate out of spread formations with Philly and Baltimore and Cleveland, even though they've been dealing with backups um, all, all year long, they're still a respected and a successful run game. And something with those conditions this weekend that is going to be needed a lot because uh, the, the wind there is always, always fierce, even if it's uh, not viewed as some of the worst conditions of the day. yeah when you talked about
1: the spread formations the teams there you know that was interesting with the Eagles Ravens Browns like oh all the teams that are really good at running the ball and then my takeaway (laughs) yeah but I also think with the condensed formations those are smart teams too and like at least three of those coaches come from the same coaching tree with the Dolphins Mm -hmm. Rams Niners so uh, very interesting.
0: And that's just it, right? Like sometimes these ideas are quote unquote borrowed uh, whenever you have coaches kind of working with each other and then they go to a new place, they put their own wrinkles in and those wrinkles can be effective. But at the end of the day, they are still largely similar makeups. And, look, Sean McVay's had a ton of success uh, with passing games out of, out of condensed formations, and it's not just the personnel he has. Sometimes he's worked with quarterbacks that maybe we didn't respect a whole lot, uh, but it's the design that matters so much. And I think also, too, when you're looking at, like, down distance situation, you know, in the game, what you need to get in terms of a score, that kind of stuff, like, it's still something where formations can reign supreme when it comes to, okay, yes – You might think this dictates uh, some kind of a running play, but if everybody's kind of crowding the box, then that opens up things for the passing game, and that's why the 49ers and the Rams have been oh-so-effective doing this really a few years now.
2: And one of those teams, the Browns, we know about the run game. Mm -hmm. Stefanski wouldn't say the starting quarterback yesterday. I don't know if it'll be today, tomorrow, whatever. Um, DTR still in the protocol. Does it matter? Does it matter if it's Flacco or DTR? My
0: answer is I no. Hope it's uh, I know we, t- I, I love to see Flacco, <laughs> like, put an oldie or goodie out there. Like, I think yeah. I'm fine with it. And I think this actually points to one of the reasons why I'm fine with it. Because, first off, like, what was Flacco doing uh, on Sunday? Play action. It was deep balls because I think all of us just assumed that Flacco would play a conservative brand of football. It's all about not turning it over, right? Like it'll be a Mm low-scoring game. No, no, no. They were airing it out, and they had no problem doing so. Um, But with those conditions, you go, okay, well, maybe this is more about a game where you present a lot of different looks pre-snap, but ultimately you're still running the football because you don't want to commit those kinds of mistakes when the conditions are ripe for them
2: yeah i i'd rather flacco if i'm them Mm -hmm. right me too i mean he's got the
1: experience he's got the experience dtr is just i just think with the inexperience that that just would make me nervous if i was backing the browns in this spot i just think in the bad
2: weather yeah wouldn't you just go Mm -hmm. with just don't turn the ball over that that's going to be what Stefanski's asking the asking of the quarterback. So I would rather have Flacco in that spot. Is there Baldwin's a trade off though, point?
0: given DTR's athleticism?
1: Uh, like, if absolutely. you are going to run the
0: ball a lot, yeah. I wonder if that's mm-hmm. the one. Like, I'm probably still leaning Flacco, but there is an argument because of his ability to run, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, there is. But I would just be does so that cancel concerned out if he's turn turning
1: numbers. the ball over? Yeah.
2: I'd rather not have this. Would... But, you know, Flacco yeah, could do that too. too. I mean, he threw a bad interception last week. So,
0: True. absolutely, he could.
2: But,
1: yeah, but I would I say, mean, there's a reason yeah. why
0: he's kind of been floating around from team to team. Because, like, if you've got a super low interception rate or a super low, you know, bad ball rate, chances are you're still staying wherever you are. You're not uh, this journeyman quarterback. It's when you're trying to capture variance, that's when there are
2: problems. My guess is it's Flacco and Stefanski's playing the game because the Jaguars are not saying what's happening with them. They're going to play the game all week. Could be one of three different quarterbacks. And so on the flip side, Cleveland's just doing that, I'd assume. Sure. No, that makes sense.
0: Uh, by the way, as far as the Buccaneers offense is concerned, uh, what do you guys think about their possibilities uh, against the Falcons, given that their pre-snap looks, they done a fairly decent job as far as disguises.
2: Yeah, um, the injury report's going to be big for me because some mm-hmm. of those run stuffers are, are on there for Tampa Bay. So as we check later today and tomorrow, what's going what's going on in that spot? Because it might be a situation where, yes, Bucs are really good against the run, but their best guys aren't out there. So that's something that I'm going to be taking a close look at.
0: This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, semifinals of the NBA in-season tournament. How we're betting on the games right here on the BetQL Network.